Hello, this is your daily dose of news from On Manorama. I am your host Vishnu and these are the major news stories of Sunday, October 22nd, 2023. Israel strikes Gaza, Syria and West Bank as war against Hamas threatens to ignite other fronts. India sends humanitarian aid to Palestine. Supreme Court directs sender and states to ensure eradication of manual sewer cleaning in faces. 2017 Unau rape survivor files complaint against her relatives. TMC MP Mahua Moitra asks National Informatics Center to release details of all MPs login locations in cash for query in parliament controversy. JDS BJP Alliance in Karnataka Kerala unit of Janata Dal Secular officially announces decision to remain independent. Let's get into the details. Israeli warplanes struck targets across Gaza overnight and into Sunday as well as two airports in Syria and a mosque in the occupied West Bank allegedly used by militants as the two-week-old war with Hamas threatened to spiral into a broader conflict. Israel has traded fire with Lebanon's Hezbollah militant group on a near-daily basis since the war began and tensions are soaring in the Israeli-occupied West Bank where Israeli forces have carried out two airstrikes in recent days. For days Israel has seemed to be on the verge of launching a ground offensive in Gaza as part of its response to Hamas's attack on October 7th. Israel repeated its calls for people to leave North Gaza, including by dropping leaflets from the air. It says an estimated 700,000 have already fled, but hundreds of thousands remain. That would raise the risk of mass civilian casualties in any ground offensive. Palestinians said they had received renewed warnings from Israel's military to move from North Gaza to the south of the strip with the added warning that they could be identified as sympathizers with the terrorist organization if they stayed put. Meanwhile, India on Sunday sent nearly 6.5 tons of medical aid and 32 tons of disaster relief material for the people of Palestine. The consignments were sent in a C17 transport aircraft of the Indian Air Force. The material includes essential life-saving medicines, surgical items, tents, sleeping bags, tarpaulins, sanitary utilities, water purification tablets among other necessary items. On Saturday, 20 trucks of aid were allowed to enter Gaza from Egypt through the Rafah crossing, the first time anything has gone into the territory since Israel imposed a complete siege 2 weeks ago. Aid workers said it was far too little to address the spiraling humanitarian crisis in Gaza, where half the territory's 2.3 million people have fled their homes. The UN humanitarian agency known as OCHA said the convoy carried about 4% of an average day's imports before the war and a fraction of what is needed after 13 days of complete siege. Hospitals packed with patients and displaced people are running low on medical supplies and fuel for generators, forcing doctors to perform surgeries with sewing needles, using vinegar as disinfectant and without anesthesia. The World Health Organization says at least 130 premature babies are at grave risk because of a shortage of generator fuel. It said seven hospitals in northern Gaza have been forced to shut down due to damage from strikes, lack of power and supplies, or Israeli evacuation orders. More than 4,300 people have been killed in Gaza, according to the Hamas-run health ministry. That includes the disputed toll from a hospital explosion. Observing that a large segment of India's population involved in manual scavenging has remained unheard and muted in bondage and systematically trapped in inhumane conditions. 
The Supreme Court has directed the Sandy Ranch states to take appropriate measures, frame policies and issue directions to ensure that manual sewer cleaning is completely eradicated in a phased manner. The top court has asked the state to issue guidelines and directions that any sewer cleaning work outsourced or required to be discharged by or through contractors or agencies do not require individuals to enter sewers for any purpose whatsoever. Issuing a slew of directions, a bench of Justices S. Ravindra Bhatt, who has since retired, and Aravind Kumar asked the central and state governments to pay Rs 30 lakh as compensation to the next of kin of those who die by cleaning sewers. The top court directed all the states and union territories to make sure that all departments, agencies and corporations ensure that the guidelines and directions framed by the sender are embodied in their own guidelines and directions. The Apex Court also directed that in the case of sewer victims suffering from any disability, the minimum compensation shall not be less than Rs 10 lakh. If the disability is permanent and renders the victim economically helpless, the compensation shall not be less than Rs 20 lakh, it said. The survivor in the 2017 Unao rape case in which the then BJP MLA Kuldeep Sangar was convicted has filed a complaint against her relatives, accusing them of grabbing the money she had received from the government and NGOs and throwing her out of her house, police said on Saturday. On the complaint of the woman, an FIR has been filed at the Makhi police station against her uncle, mother, sister and one other person under sections 406 and 506 of the Indian Penal Code. In the complaint, the woman, who is now married and eight months pregnant, alleged that she was facing harassment and threats from her family members. She claimed her uncle is serving a 10-year sentence in Tihar jail in an attempt to murder case and that her mother and sister have become her enemies on his instruction. She also alleged that she and her husband were pushed out of the house that she got from the government and that her family members were trying to frame him. In 2017, the woman, then a minor, had accused Sengar, the then Bharatiya Janda Party MLA of Unao district, of kidnapping and rape. He was expelled by the party after massive outrage over the case. Facing cash for query in parliament allegations, a combative Trinamool Congress MP Mahua Moitra on Saturday said the National Informatics Centre should release information on login access of all MPs and verify if they were physically present there. Keeping up her attack on the Adani group, she also demanded a CBI probe into allegations against a company related to coal imports. Moitra was reacting after BJP's Lok Sabha member Nishikan Dubey claimed she was in India when her parliamentary ID was used in Dubai and that the National Informatics Centre had disclosed information to probe agencies. Dubey, who has accused Moitra of accepting bribes and favours for asking questions in Lok Sabha at the behest of businessman Darshan Hiran Nandani to target the Adani group and Prime Minister Narendra Modi, later said he has moved the Lokpal. Moitra has been at the centre of a political storm after Dubey wrote to Lok Sabha Speaker Om Birla, citing a letter he received from advocate Jay Anand Dehadray, who is Moitra's former partner on the bribery allegations. Birla has referred Dubey's complaint to Parliament's Ethics Committee, which has called Dubey and Dehadray for oral evidence on October 26. In a signed affidavit submitted to the committee, Hiran Andani admitted to using Moitra's parliamentary login to ask questions targeting Adani after state-owned behemoth Indian Oil Corporation booked capacity at the Gujarat-based conglomerate's Dhamra LNG import facility in Odisha and not at his firm's plant facility. After facing flak over Janata Del Secular Supremo, H.D. Devagauda's statement on the alliance with the BJP-led NDA, Kera Electricity Minister K. Krishnanguti, who represents the party in the state cabinet on Sunday, declared that the state unit would stand independently. It is learnt that the state leadership took the major move to save LDF's face. 
Krishnanguti said he and state JDS president Matthew T Thomas held talks with the party leaders in Karnataka and informed them that an alliance with the BJP was not acceptable. The Congress led UDF alliance has been accusing the ruling CPM in the state of not severing ties with the JDS which has joined hands with the BJP at the national level. On Friday, Kerala Chief Minister Pinarayi Vijayan rejected the claim made by Devagowda that he had endorsed the JDS BJP alliance and said it was both baseless and devoid of truth. After Vijayan's rebuttal, Devagowda took an about turn and clarified that he never said the ruling left party in the neighboring state supported the tie-up. That brings us to the end of this episode. Thanks for listening to Daily News Tours, hosted and produced by me Vishnu Murleedharan with technical support from IW Studios. Follow on manorama.com for detailed updates on the latest news and be sure to come back tomorrow.